the Hotshot with Kids Podcast Network. Beep, boop, boop, boop. By the way, Glenn Miller played songs that made the hit parade. Guys like us, we had it made. Those were the days. Hey, it's never o'clock. We're the Hot Show Wiz Kids with Mike Lane Jr. and Mark Donvilla, and this is TV Cynics. Today we are talking about All in the Family. By the way, this is a this might be the oldest show we've covered so far. Yeah, probably. And I mean, this is an iconic show. Yep. Didn't they try to remake this? Uh, they might have. I feel like they did a black version at some point. I mean, how do you make a show about a lovable racist nowadays? Um, that's tough. That's well. The only way you can do it is if you have a black version. He would be a racist who can't really be totally racist. Because you can have like a black guy, not like white people, and everyone's okay with that. See, um, Archie Bunker was this—he's one of those benign racists, I guess. That they, you know, well, he's not like a bad guy. Yeah, he, he was. Like, he wasn't, I don't really like. I don't care for black people. Yeah, he wasn't walk out in his robes or anything, but he was—he was just casually Which racist. I think that's. The normal racism isn't that's, that worse though? No, I think it is because think about it. I disagree. If you're if you're a hardcore white power guy, everyone knows you're walking around with your you know your your garb on. Everyone like stay away from that guy. But if you're just a regular guy who doesn't like black people or whatever, that's probably worse. Again, why? Because you're you're the if you're a guy if you're in charge of hiring and you're like that guy's black, I'm not hiring him. That guy's Muslim, I'm not hiring him, whatever. That's worse than a you know. Yeah, but I don't think... First off, you're assuming every casual racist is in charge of hiring? Well, yep, everyone. And... No, all... I didn't say that. All hirers are casual racists. I didn't say all oh, casual racists are hirers. Okay, my mistake. Yeah, my so mistake. there's a big difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you can't do that today because then people will notice that, you know, you only have, like, blonde-haired, blue-eyed white guys working here. Isn't that weird? Mm. I don't know. Yeah, it's, you, that's a lot can't. of places. No. Anyhow, but again, you know what? By some definitions, everyone's fucking racist, so that means nobody's um, racist. So it's bullshit. Everyone's no fuck it. I don't know what, you, what you'd call, it, but it's everyone's they, against, against what they're not, in some form. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we've changed the definition of racism. Um, if if a black guy's racist against white people, we call it reverse racism for some reason. Meanwhile, reverse racism means you love everyone for no reason. Yeah, well, like, I think learn what fucking racism means. Everyone we're, just changes what words mean. We're talking about our own family, anyway. Yeah. So it was based. It came out in it debuted on January twelfth, nineteen seventy one, and it was based in the British. The, you were born. The, the British sitcom "Till Death Do Us Part," and it was produced by Norman Lear, who was like you know all his shows were on there. Oh yeah, Norman Lear. I mean, he's still alive too. That guy. He's in his 90s, and it's like, shit, talk about success. According to Wikipedia, All in the Family is often regarded as the great, one of the greatest sick television series in history, which I don't know about that. No? Why do you disagree? I don't... I don't know. I guess it was okay. It was I, groundbreaking for its time? Yeah, because it, it, it took... Um, well, I don't know. Yeah, I guess it... Because at the same time... Everyone was talking... Like, all sitcoms were kind of light and fluffy. This one, it was funny, and it talked about, you know, real-world issues. And, like, let's talk... Let's fucking talk about racism. Yeah, you know, this show was on 
during the Brady Bunch. When the Brady Bunch really? Was yeah, same time. Well, the, uh, yeah. So think about this compared to the Brady Bunch. Yeah, it was number one from 1971 to 1976, and it lasted till 1979. So basically, let me see. Eight years. Shit. I was never alive when it was in its first run. You had a couple years where it was. Yeah, running. not that I could remember. Hey, you probably watching it. Yeah, probably. Archie. There you are. That's yeah. kind of my mom voice. Is her? Is yeah. Edith? Yeah. So here's the premise. All in the family is about a working class white family living in Queens, New York, and its patriarch is un- is Archie Bunker, an outspoken, narrow-minded man, seemingly prejudiced against everyone who is not like him or his idea of how people should be. Isn't that everybody? Sounds like Mark. It actually sounds like everyone. The part about not his idea of how people should be sounds just like you. Mm. Archie's wife, Edith... Is a sweet and understanding, though somewhat naive, and a, she's an idiot. Basically. Yeah, that's how, that's that's nice speak. That's like being like uh, you know politicky about calling somebody fucking dumb. Archie Bunker um, sometimes disparagingly calls her dingbat. Imagine, <laughs> hey dingbat. That's not much of an insult today. Um, fucking dingbat. Yeah, I don't think anyone's been insulted by dingbat in a long time. Yeah. They have one child, Gloria, played by Sally Struthers. Now Sally Struthers has vanished from pop culture but for the longest <clears throat> time like she's you know she was famous and then she got hooked up with those like sending food to Africa or something yeah that was her deal well she was on all the family and she was kind of cute and then she ballooned up and everyone goofed on her because of her weight you're and, fat and then she'd, she'd hang out in Africa with like all the, the hungry kids they thought she was a queen like holy shit we haven't had food in years look at her you must be a billionaire with all that fat and then yeah, that's what all that's all she would show up in. and now I don't I don't know what the fuck Did she, she does die? now. No, she's still alive as huh. far as I know. How does Sally Struthers make money? I bet you she's dead. They're just hiding it. Um conspiracy. She's generally good natured but like her mother, but displays traces of her father's stubbornness and temper. Unlike them, she's a, a feminist. She's married to graduate student Michael Stivick, played by Rob Reiner, and, and Archie calls him Meathead. Um, and he was shaped by the counterculture of the 1960s. So he was basically a hippie type. Yeah. You know, where Archie would be for Nixon, he would be for whatever, I don't know, anti-Nixon. Kennedy? I don't know. They, re- they represented the real-life clash between greatest generation and baby boomers. Now everyone hates both those generations. And the Stivics couldn't find, you know, they didn't have enough money to live on their own, so they lived with the bunkers. Yeah, poor fucks. So basically, the episodes were always like, you know, Archie was pissed off about something. He get it, you know, he'd, he'd get in quarrels with uh, Meathead, and all right, Meathead, all right, all right. Carol Connor played uh, Archie Bunker, frequently called the lovable bigot. And you know what? What's up with him having a woman's name, Carol? Come on. Some people say Car- Connor O. Carol. <laughs> Um, he was a World War II veteran and he longs for better times. People are always longing for better times, but things weren't all that much better. Yeah, you know what? We will never have that feeling because it feels like things have always sucked. No. There, there's been no better times. No, people our age like to go, you know, it was so much simpler in the 80s. We didn't have cell phones and, no. you know, we well, just those, watched TV. Those are called assholes. They, you know, it was so much simpler. Like no, no, no. you were a little kid. That's why things were simpler. I know you didn't exactly. Have any fucking bills to pay. Yeah, like in the eighties, it was simpler. Your parents yeah, were struggling, and you didn't even know it. I know. 
like there were no better days as far as I'm concerned. You know, like again, yeah, you're right. We were kids, so we didn't know any better. Yep. If we knew how poor we were when we were kids, we'd be depressed. My, you know what? My parents fucked up, and they told me. Oh, my mom would always tell me, you we're know, poor. Like you know, I I knew all our financial you're, business. You're at the table with your fork and spoon. No food today, Mark. Sorry. Please, when and like when Christmas time came, my mom would tell tell me how oh we had to take a loan out to buy you kids presents. Well, that doesn't seem like a good idea, Ma. Uh, I'm no I'm no financial expert. Hey, you got to give the you give, you got to give your fucking kids Christmas. What's worth more, money or happiness? I don't know. That's a debate for the ages. Yep. Despite his bigotry, he's portrayed as a loving and decent and we- um. But that's the thing. That's reality. There's a lot of you know, as you say, casual racists who are good people. They care about their family. They care about their community. They're not you know, that well. They care about their community. You know, they're out there helping people, and they're not overtly like you know doing racist things. They're just like, you know what? I keep to my own, and you know what? Mind my own business, and like you know, everyone lives their life. Everyone's perfectly fine. Like that's racist, I, I guess. It is, but whatever. Is it? Yeah. If you're not doing anything overt or even like subtle to another race if you're just keeping to yourself then by that definition you're racist what because what are you doing what are you doing to help other people you're not doing anything against them but you're not doing anything for them how are you different than him i don't know we're not this is not a debate on racism all right all right all right what the fuck we're talking about tv show jay uh, i'm recording you gene tv gene stapleton versus edith bunker um edith is archie's ditzy but kind-hearted wife Archie often tells her to stifle herself and calls her a dingbat. Now, I mean, eventually we'll get to Edith the... Edith generally defers to her husband's authority. Now... Well, that was the 50s. Well, it was the 70s, but... um. But that's a 50s mentality, yeah, though. Yeah, dude, is, there, is that still... Is there... Where he's the is king that of dynamic, the castle. Is that dynamic still around where one person's a leader? Yeah, that still is. But again, that's with people who aren't that bright... I think you know it's it's usual in um in a relationship there's always a kind of power struggle where someone is always going to be dominant someone's going to be Do you think more there's submissive. less arguing if there's this someone like if it's the the wife who's in charge or the husband there's less arguing like if you have two people who are like fuck you I'm doing this if well, even if you don't care Well that's the thing there's going to be arguing if it is a 50-50 partnership yep. because we have to come to some kind of agreement we're not always going to agree yeah if it's just that I'm, I make up I'm you know I'm in charge like listen I'm the boss around here who's arguing with me this is what we're fucking doing like my grandpa he forbade my grandma grandma made tacos one night and he forbid it forever what do you you like fucking Mexicans now is that he's it? like I, tacos is not a proper dinner and I will not f- stand for it no more tacos from now on and they never had tacos and again he hated Mexicans but at the same time my grandma forbid them to get from getting cable TV and the guy came around and told my grandpa I'll give you a free month if you, we hook it up and he's like fuck you he's like sure Come on by at two o'clock tomorrow. At two o'clock, the guy shows up with his equipment, and my grandma's like, "She grabbed a broom and chased she's his like, ass Get out. Get out of here! We don't have cable. Get the fuck out of my house!" So I guess they were fifty-fifty. It just depends on the the situation. When it came to cable, nope. But when it came to tacos, nope. So there you go. Interesting. Yeah, it was a weird dynamic they had. He was six foot four. She was four foot eleven. It was insane. She was four foot six. <laughs> she was two feet tall. <laughs> A giant in the mid, a, gi- a giant in the midget. Uh huh. That's my new show. Uh, Sally Struthers uh, played, as I said, played yeah, Gloria. Yeah, 
Uh, Rob Reiner. What about um, the Jeffersons? That, that was so, a crossover, yeah, right? So, supporting characters, Sherman Helmsley played the Jeffersons, which lived in Archie's neighborhood. <clears throat> and why would he come around? Hey, let's go visit that racist guy. <laughs> I guess they became the neighbors. Um, but still, I have neighbors. What, are they coming over to my fucking house? And they had like a, you know, they hate each other, but they said, like, if you hate your neighbor, you would avoid him at all costs. I know. It's like, I fucking hate that dude. Hey, hey, you know that racist next door? Yeah. Let's go over there. But Let's the go hang out. Yeah, the difference were always just showing up at the door and they're interacting. It's like, what the fuck do you want? I don't interact with people I hate. I avoid them. I don't interact much with people I like. It's true. Um, while we wait to see, um, then there was Lionel was, uh, the son from the Jeffersons. George is Archie's combative black counterpart while Louise is smarter, more assertive version of Edith. Lionel first appeared in the series premiere episode, meet the bunkers with Lewis appearing later in the first season. Although George might have mentioned it, George may have been mentioning her many times. Yeah, look, I have more memories of the Jeffersons because I think I saw that more in syndication. Moving on up, and I everyone watched... loves that fucking. That's a great song. Now there was an episode of the the uh, the bunkers, the bunkers. <laughs> that's, that's not that's not the show. It was Archie Bunker's place. We'll get to that later. There was an episode. I'm trying to find it. The one episode I always remember is he was it, it happened in every sitcom. He got locked in a cooler. Oh, that happens in every fucking show. Yeah. Or the basement, or the attic. Everyone has to get locked somewhere. And I forget who he was locked in a bunker. Cooler is dangerous, though. We might die. I forget who he was locked in with. But he got locked in a cooler, and one of his stories was he was a poor child, and he couldn't afford shoes, so he had one shoe and one boot. Shabooty. And the kids got... You remember that? I've heard that. You remember me telling you that. So all the kids would call him Shabooty. That's a good nickname. Solid. Yeah. But I don't remember who he was locked in. Every one of those sitcoms always used to have that where yeah. they were locked in, and that's how they care. And they would always do flashback bullshit. Yeah, you know what? That can't happen today because we all have our cell phones. You just call somebody. I'm fucking. I don't know how I locked well, myself in Well, now they got to figure out how the, how the cell phone signal is out. Well, you know what? I left my phone upstairs. Mine's dead. Oh no, my phone is dead. I can't get yeah. it. Yeah. So. Um, and, and then, Ooh, um, if you, and if you ever lock yourself in a room with a chick, you're fucking at some point. Come on. So Edith had a li- very liberal cousin. Do you know her, what her name was? Liberina. She had her own show. Valerie Bertinelli. Maud. Maud. Oh, Maud. B. Arthur. B. Arthur. That Get was another spin off. I didn't know that was family. a spin off of all yes. the family. Um. Shit. Yeah, that's new to me. So in this episode, um, Archie gets stuck in an elevator with a black lawyer, a ditzy secretary, and a Puerto Rican janitor. That's something like his worst nightmare. Hey, man, are we stuck in the elevator together? Look at this. <laughs> what are you, racist? Come on, man. Oh, a uh, Puerto Rican janitor and his heavily pregnant wife. How does he know he's a janitor? Like, is he at work with his wife? Hey, man, I walk around with my fucking mop. Does it matter you're a janitor if you're not at work? I told you, I got my mop on my back. That is 70s work. Like, if I got stuck in the elevator with you, what your occupation is is irrelevant. I, I mean, mean, it might come up in conversation. But I'm not like, if, like, oh my God, where have you been? I was stuck in an elevator with, you know. With an accountant, <laughs> a lawyer, and a garbage man. Like, yeah, actually, yeah, I don't fucking care what And a they casual do. bigot. <laughs> That's not his job. He doesn't get paid for that. That's why he's always retired, you know? Yeah, true. Retired? He must be rich. Who can retire? Uh, especially on a bigot salary. Wow. <laughs> 
And the group must help her deliver the baby. That's another big trope. Yeah. In real life, I am not helping anyone deliver a fucking baby. And even if someone, if a woman was pregnant, she does not want my hands and face all up in her vagina while she's giving. If you birth. got caught in an elevator with a pregnant woman and she went to labor, what would you do? I mean, I would try and help, I suppose, but I don't think she'd want my help. You're holding her hand. I'm a fucking creep. She wants me up her dress. I'm like, all right, take off your pants. We're gonna figure this out. Let me let me see what uh, what your vagina's doing. Are you dilated? You think she'd be okay with it, knowing that you have pregnant porn bookmarked on your phone? Well, that's how I know what to do. <laughs> all right, that's information. Do they ever have a pregnant porn where a girl just goes into labor? Yeah, thirty uh, percent of those um, videos, the the sex induces labor. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's my research. That's how I know, like, and you have to research that shit because if you're ever in that situation, what are you going to do? You know, what if there's a, a complication with the, you know, the childbirth? I don't want the, the mother or the kid to die. Well, luckily it was a threesome with the, um, the what do you call those? Bull? I don't know. The, mo- the, the woman who comes to your house and helps you birth the baby. Oh, the fucking, um, <laughs> The dead shit. mother. No. I, I you hear those, people are... That's becoming more popular yeah. these days. Shit, what's it called? It's like a French name or something. No, it's not. No, I've heard of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like a, it's like a name. Like, um, why are we such idiots? I don't, cause it, you know how it is. Like, you know something, but then as soon as someone else asks what it is, it fucking wipes your brain, and you can't remember it anymore. Uh, uh, I'm, doula. I'm, yeah, that's what I was. Thinking Midwife. Of. That's what I was. Thinking I was of. thinking doula. That was well. You're, you're, it's the same shit. You're Hispanic, so you went with doula. That's I went, not Spanish. <laughs> you're you're French, so. But uh-huh. hey, come bring the doula to my house, eh? The doula, yeah, the doula. <clears throat> but yeah, a lot of people are fucking anti-medicine. It's like, when if there's a fucking complication, you want to be in a goddamn hospital, you not with a midwife in your fucking house who can't do shit for you. You don't trust the doula. Like, when something goes on. You're going to be called... The doula's job is to be calling 911 to take you to the fucking hospital where you should have been in the fucking first place, dummy. You fucking hippie <clears throat> piece of shit. Calm down. No, fuck yeah, you. You, you. You calm down. It sounds like you have a real issue with midwives. I have an issue with fucking new age assholes. That's what I have an issue what with. What if she's a midwife and a certified and a doula. <laughs> obstetrician? That's different. Yeah. And first off, that, that doesn't exist. <laughs> All right? Hey, I'm a doctor and a bum. <laughs> I'm a doctor and I'm also a bartender in my spare time. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Obviously, I'm, al- I'm an alcoholic. Hey, Dr. Johnson, uh, can I get a uh, sex on the beach, please? <laughs> sure thing. <laughs> I got my beeper on my uh, side just in case they need me over in surgery. I got to run. Do doctors have beepers still or do they just get texted? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. Because if you were a beeper, that means you were a drug dealer or a I'm doctor. Back in the day, that was it. Or my friend Tony. He was neither of those things. Or a pussy magnet. The chick wants to fuck. I gotta and I tell go. He's like, here's my beeper number. And I gave, I beeped him one time. He never answered me. He says, well, maybe I was fucking. You never know. That's why he didn't call me back. You know, I got that store. I had to pay for that chick's beeper. But that's for another day. Because that's a lot of anxiety. You'd beep the guy. And then you got to sit by the phone. Like, I know. How long do I sit here for? And we don't have cell phones. I'm like, I'm, I'm, in, you know, I'm in my living room waiting. I mean, 20 minutes? What, like, what was the rule of how long you'd wait? Yeah, I don't know. Or what if you're using a pay phone to, to beep the guy? Like... You can't just sit there all day. Yeah, it's fucking cold out, man. And this is a bum's house. He wants to get back in. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, yeah, Archie Bunker, huh? So, yeah, so um, the Jeffersons... By the way, there was other shows that were... Associated? 
Associated shows, of course, the Jeffersons, Maud, Gloria, Good Times, and Checking In. I don't know what Checking In is. I don't is. know what half of those shows. I don't know. You know Good Times. Well, Good Times I know, but how is that related? Um. Well, first, Gloria... Gloria's the daughter, right? Sally Struthers reprising a role as Gloria Stivic, the daughter of Archie Bunker. Did she move... Like, she moved out? Was Meathead in there? Or did they get a divorce? Uh, I don't see... Where the fuck's the Meathead? The seventh show that like, Gloria has been left with loose ends after her husband... They killed him? Michael Meathead Stivic, who does not appear in the new series, left her for one of her uh, one of his students. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> and to live in a commune. Hey, man. <laughs> I got this fucking hippie chick. Doesn't it... Now, doesn't that ruin, like, the character? Like, you can't watch the original series. I know. Series. Like, you see this, he's a good guy, he loves his wife, he's a family man, and now you hear, I'm fucking one of my students. We're, we're having orgies in a commune. Um, not only am I fucking one of my students, but we moved to a commune. And you know we're having group sex. Come on, it's a fucking commune with hippies. Shit. So, that, that came ass. out in 1983. Good times. Um, trying to see why this is... Florida and James Evans and their three children live in... Uh, Why is her name Florida? Come on. That's a ridiculous name. I don't know how it's related. My name's New York. Oh, they originated from the sitcom Maud. Oh, so it's an... Eh, it's indirect. So it's in the family. It's in the... Um, indirect offshoot. Yeah. Yeah. And the Jeffersons, of course, was a direct spinoff. And then checking in. I don't know what the fuck yeah, this is. Yeah, what is that? It's another spinoff of the Jeffersons. So... So a lot of grandkids of uh, all in the family, but not totally. So related. all the family spun off the Jeffersons, which spun off checking in. Maud spun off Good from, Times. Yeah, from the Jeffersons. Then Gloria was a direct spin off, and then after it was canceled, we had Archie Bunker's place. Now what is that? Because Edith died at the end of the series. Oh, and Archie, I'm dead. I thought she did anyway. Maybe I don't she didn't. Know. You're just making shit up. In December 1978, the middle of the ninth year of All in the Family, Jean Stapleton announced that she did not want to renew her contract. Hey, well, fuck you, you're dead. How about that? You happy? So he wanted to keep going on. Um, so I'm trying to, I thought she died. But Whatever. Maybe I'll, you don't want to listen. You want to renew your contract? I'll kill you. You can't um, divorce Archie and join uh, some dude at a commune like the other one. Oh, she did die. She didn't die in All in the Family. She died in, in Archie Bunker's place. The uh, series' most notable episode among critics was Archie Alone, which originally aired on November 2nd, 1980, as a one-hour special to open the second season of the series. In that episode, viewers learned that Edith had died of a stroke a month earlier. Don't you always love when shows kill a character off-screen? Well, it's a sitcom. Are they really going to show somebody dying on screen? And sitcoms have a hard time being serious for too long. They always got to yeah. toss in a joke. Well, again, it's a sitcom stands for situational comedy, so you can't be serious. Too right, long. You know, Edith is stroking out on the couch over there, but I gotta <laughs> fucking drop. <laughs> He's gonna come up with a, a a quick joke. Edith, you lazy bitch! You know, you know? Jefferson shows up at the door with a quick line, <laughs> just to lighten the mood a little bit. Hey, Archie, was your wife dead? <laughs> you know, yeah, you, you you can't have it on camera. It's too much. His refusal to let go of his emotions takes its toll on Stephanie. Who the fuck is Stephanie? I don't know. Until one day Archie finds a single slipper of Edith overlooked in her clothes that were collected for charity and then he fucks it. Oh, fucks yeah. the slipper. It's soft, yeah. What is this? Archie, this I'm trying to do my impression. What is this? Is this Edith's, Edith's That's slipper? a great impression. Edith, he'd say eat it. Instead of Edith, he'd say eat it. Eat like, it. Just eat it. Oh man, like um, Weird Al. Yeah. Eat it. They should have done it. Yeah, why did Weird Al go that direction? 
Archie Bunker singing. He should have. Eat it. And show oh, clips Edith. of Edith from Archie Bunker. She's nothing but a dingbat. Eat it. Um, holding the shoe, Archie laments aloud that Edith slipped away before he could tell her he loved her. No. You were with her for 50 years, I dude. I never told her. <laughs> Didn't occur to me. I don't know. We just want to tell your wife you love her? You just want to keep it that gruff fucking exterior, you know? I didn't know. You should tell your wife you love her every day. Or at least once, man. <laughs> at least one time. Jesus Christ. That should come up at least once. Like, how about at least when you got married? Yeah, you're all right. Yeah, I do. Okay. He agreed after he finally breaks down later after a talk with Stephanie. I'm not sure who the fuck Stephanie is. Is it a neighbor? I don't know. I think it's someone who moved in or something. He needed some help. We got to look at the characters. Can't really wipe himself that great. Mm-mm-mm. Stephanie Mills, the Jewish daughter of his step-cousin, Floyd Mills. Oh, what Mills. the fuck is that? Archie step-cousin? Archie takes Stephanie in after her father, a chronic unemployed drunk, um, abandoned her during these, the final season of All in the Family. That's practically a stranger. It's like my step-cousin's uh, drunk daughter. I don't know. They always gotta add kids to the fucking mix. Yeah. Like, you know, this show's good, but it's kind of boring without a kid around. Well, no. It's so like, they just randomly ad- it's like the adopt sh- some distant relative. It's always... The show was fine. You're starting to slip. So how are we going to, you know, rejuvenate things? You throw a kid in the mix. Didn't it happen to your family? Like, you just had some kid that wasn't yours living with you? You're, yeah. like, a, you're like a sitcom. I know. Listen, we, we were good. People got bored with us. We had to do something. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. It's my, like, the Davilas were good, but now, I don't know. I barely even want to watch. My, my cousin's daughter's kid is going to live, come live I with I barely want to go over to their house anymore. I don't know. But it, did you hear? They got a new kid in there. But Fuck, then he got too go. old. Then we had, we just took, we just some of the kids just disappeared from the show. We kicked them out. Never mentioned again. Yeah, we kicked that kid out. He got too old. Now we're going to, we're looking, we're in the market for a new kid. He got past the cute stage. You know, once they actually can speak, you know, yeah. that's no good. Well, no, there's a sweet spot. Yeah, but they're still like they're saying. You have it things. where they can't. We know when they're a baby. That way, we get to show you. I'm like frazzled. I'm being run ragged, trying to like change diapers yeah. and make bottles. So then, quickly, you got to go to the tod- toddler. Then stage. you go to the toddler where they're cute and they're saying funny things. They get a couple years of that, and then well, uh, they're the smartest person in the family. That yeah, happens a lot. yeah, that that's always a possibility. Then. Mm, not long after that, we don't care anymore. Then yeah. we got to get rid of you. Once you start jerking off, you're no good to anybody. Mm-hmm. It's sometimes, not cute anymore. Sometimes you get, well, I mean, some, some people are cute when they jerk it, but not everyone. <laughs> yeah. Just certain people. Yeah. Now me, I'm handsome when I do it, but that's just me. So that show went on to 1983, but then guess what? 704 Hauser came out. What the fuck is that? So in 1994, they brought back the show and... Norman Lear created the series during the time when conservative talk radio was experiencing its initial upswing in popularity, particularly in the form of Rush Limbaugh. Lear Rush felt, Limbaugh here. I can't hear, I believe. I think I'm deaf. Norman Lear felt at the time it was, a right, new, it was right for a new show to explore some of the issues being discussed. And 704 Hauser was even more explicitly political than All in the Family. So basically... Wait, was it related at all? It was the same house. Oh, like the same set? Yeah. Did they change the furniture at least? It's still that same shitty chair? Meet the Cumberbatches. They live in... Cumberbatches? A pair of liberal black parents struggles with their conservative son and his white girlfriend. And they live in, at 704 Hauser. No. Where are you? So this is a show that takes place in your old house. That's... So it's like you move and then the show is about whatever family moved in. I did just move. I'm going to have to see who uh, moves over yeah. there. That's a new show. Yep. Yeah. They found a buried treasure. Did you hide anything that people No. Find? And you know what's bullshit? 
a fucking friend of mine. Well, they're they're not friends. Acquaintance friend. from work. I know, I know. I'm I'm saying that too. But yeah, they're a person I know. A person I know from work. They found money in their new house. So obviously, it was like six hundred bucks. I'd like to report them to the IRS. Wrapped it like in a sock, like in a crawl. Did you space. report them to the IRS? No, I, I will. To, I'm they got to pay that taxes on that. You got to claim that shit. Yeah, like forty percent's got to go to the government. You know how it is. If an old person owned that house. Yep lived through the depression they're always hiding money around yep. so just randomly they were cleaning shit out and they just found this tiny little I, pouch and there's money in there i caught my grandpa aha uh-huh. i caught my grandpa doing that i was coming downstairs and he's like whoa what's going on and it ended up he was uh hiding money in, in like a tin can somewhere. hey well lucky you you very well know i caught my grandfather masturbating once nah. and that's a real story listen that's one of the funniest stories i've ever heard <laughs> i know an old man, man. How old is he at the time? Because you oh, always think people man. are old, but they're really not. Um, was he still in his 50s at the time? No. Shit. So I was still in high school. So. Do the fuck. math. He was probably like in his 60s or 70s. That's not bad. So. It's a good run. Yeah, I mean, listen, man. Hey, you think you're going to be jerking off when you're 75? I hope so. <laughs> Mark Willing. That's Mark gross. Willing. So I know you always think like, you know, old people, they don't want it anymore. They're done. Of course they're not, especially men. Like when you think of like, well, no guy is, is hot jerking off to me. I don't think it's hot to women either. Maybe gay guys. Yeah. But a woman, like a 23-year-old woman masturbating, ooh, that's hot. 80, what about an 80-year-old woman masturbating? Woman. That's not hot anymore. No. I mean, it is comical. Would it be hot? But is it hot if you're 85? Nah. You think not, but you, 20 years ago, you wouldn't have thought someone your age was hot. Yeah, true. And now you do. Yeah. I mean, percentage-wise. Like, maybe a few 40-year-olds would have been hot when you were yeah, 20. Yeah, yeah. But now, like, 70, so, 70% of 40-year-olds are hot to you I still? I don't know a whole lot of elderly. I'm going to have to ask around. It's something we're going to learn in time. Take a survey. We'll learn in time, you know? When we're 70, will 70-year-olds be hot? I don't know. Yeah. We should do an interview with 75-year-old. Uh, I know. Like, I, we really need to do a survey. Yeah, like, hey, man, do you, do you find hot old ladies hot? You got, I think you do. Or is it something you just tell yourself because there's no way you're getting a young chick and I don't you know, know that. I think it opens up the whole world to you. Maybe. Like when you're 20. Well, listen, I like young chicks and old chicks. I like yeah, them all. Yeah, when you're 18 to 19, 20 years old, you only find like up to like 25 hot. A little bit older than that, you're like, yeah, that's a little too old. Now you get 35, then it opens that up. Now you're up to 30, you're up to like 40, 45, and then... Now, it's like anywhere from 12 to uh, 47, I like. Well, think yeah. about um, like a 50-year-old woman is only a few years older than us. So there you go. Well, not more than a few for me, you know, a good well. decade, but still. That's not, you know, those are people that were like basically in high school when we were like, you know, in elementary school. Yeah. Well, that's not bad. How's this relevant to Archie Bunker? I don't know. Do you need to find a new woman when he was, uh, after Edith, Edith died? I wonder if he did. I don't know. You always hear about these people. You know what I always think about is uh, Yoko Uno. Did you say Uno? Uno. Yoko that's, Uno. A, that's a game. Her name's Ono. <laughs> Uno is a card game. Yoko Uno. Very fun, though. Yoko Uno. She invented Uno. She was a very free woman. And John Lennon died in December 1980. That's 40 fucking years ago. She must have been fucking someone in that time, but you never heard of her dating or anything. Yeah. She is talentless and horrible, but I'd be fucking her. She's got all that well, money. She's dying now, but well, I heard she's in more shape. incentive to fuck her. But still, get that get that inheritance. You've never heard of anyone dating Yoko Uno. Oh no! <laughs> Stop saying Uno. So uh, you know, proud that's the inventor part. of the game Uno. 
Yeah, so I don't, you know, that's weird. Nah. So the yeah, final, give me the final episode of something. Edith tries to the good Edith. The episode two hundred five, episode uh, April eighth, nineteen seventy nine. Is this of Archie Bunker or of the other show? I believe I was in utero at the time when this episode aired, so I might have heard the episode. So this is the last episode of All in the Family. Yeah. Edith tries to prepare a St. Patrick's Day dinner in spite of her phlebitis. What the fuck is that? Why? Phlebitis. In spite of her made-up disease. Infl- inflammation in her legs. Who came up with that storyline? I don't know. Could it be someone in the, in the staff? Because you, when you always hear like a random city, it's usually because the writer's from that city. Like all this character's from uh, Des Moines, Iowa. That's because the writer's from there. Um... This is the final All in the Family episode leading up to the series spinoff Archie Bunker's Place, which I don't get why they ended the one show and then just had the same fucking show. Couldn't you just keep that show going then? Unless they jump networks, then I understand. I don't know. Although the bunker room continued to be featured, the scenes were primarily set in the in the tavern. So basically it was just out of the house. Yeah. Again, maybe if it stayed on the network, then it was another thing of let's try something different to liven it up to kind of freshen it because people are bored yeah it's kind of weird well back then shows all took place in one spot you didn't you didn't have too many yeah. sets save a lot of money that way because if you think about all those old sitcoms it was the house always the living room that was it the office and every once in a while they'd be out in like a supermarket or something but it was always weird seeing those special episodes of shows where they're like out in the real world Oh, Not in a set. Do you have the ones where they're on vacation or yeah, something? Like, like the full house where they were like in Hawaii. Like, what the? F- this is weird. Like, you usually see them in the house. You don't see. You're not seeing them um, on the beach. Ooh, like when Saved by the Bell had their summer vacation. They're on the beach. No, oh, that was a good episode. Love those. I feel like that was a whole summer that of was that, a, but it was like four episodes or something. Yeah, it always seemed like that was a long time. It felt like it, that was like, you know, like the whole summer vacation they were there and like, and it coincided with my summer vacation. And that was, you know, Leah Remini was in that episode, those episodes, because yeah. her dad owned the, the beach. I always hated Leah Remini because she always seemed like the, a colossal bitch. But now you like her because she's do, against Scientology. Yeah, I do <clears> like her now. But she was dumb enough to join Scientology. Yeah. Like, I'm, yeah, I'm not gonna give you too much credit. You joined it. Well, hold on though. I'll give her some credit because you don't know what Scientology is all about until you get to Dude, that. I mean, I never joined Scientology. Well, no one was asking for one. No, but, no, because at the county fair they yeah, had a tent. Yeah, they had that tent, and they're like, "Come on but in." But until you get to that high level, do you hear about how the alien came down and you know some weird shit up until then it seems maybe it seems we more did legit. spend our hard-earned money on um the fuck's that movie called what movie the scientology movie that john john uh oh um, battlefield earth we did spend money on battlefield earth i actually kind of like battlefield you did earth. yeah I you like did it. not you i hated like them. it now you like it you didn't like it then i don't know we don't walked know out that. laughing i remember like i mean oh my it's God. not great what a colossal piece of shit it's not great but it's you know listen, i remember it's in the based in the future you know i love that shit so that's all in the family now as we we play us out they did have that the, the theme song is very it is classic and they talk about things in the past, which are so far in the past now that it's like it's comical. They're like they're talking about things from the fucking twenties. Yeah. As a kid, we had a very tiny little kid piano, and I could play the uh, All in the Family theme song, and I vaguely recall how to play it. It's like four, you know, notes. Songs that made my head parade. 
Anyway, HotshotWizKids.com, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Tell a friend we watch a whole lot of TV. Girls were girls and men were men. Mister, we could use a man like Herbert Hoover again. Didn't need no welfare state. Everybody.